Hello, everybody. It's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. The information I provide is designed to equip and empower parents and caregivers to take at least one conscious, focused, positive action today toward helping your child shift from nonverbal communication into unprompted spoken language. There's no time like now to make the necessary changes you need to see the success that you want for the late talker in your life. So let's get started. My team is letting me know that they're seeing this particular issue coming up, and I'm not surprised. It's about that time of year when there are screenings going on, and maybe your child has been enrolled at a daycare for a little while, and you might be getting those phone calls or a note home, or they the, the director or the teacher who stops you, you know, as you're coming to pick up your kiddo, and they want to tell you about the struggles that your late talker is having and the things that they'll tell you are why your child is struggling to participate with their program because remember their responsibility at the daycare is to offer your child the opportunity to learn and you know with their structure their curriculum or whatever they're offering and you know they expect these children who enroll in their program they might even have a screening process that they do with you when you enroll your child because they want to find out especially these early experiences what they know what they've been exposed to and they want to know about their needs and behaviors and things like that and and again if this is the first first opportunity that your late talker has had at a preschool or daycare and at home things your life looks very different than that environment and your child is late talking they're naturally going to be using their behaviors and so you know what he talked about even in this question here is my late talker was kicked out of in in one case three different preschools because he's using behavior to communicate i mean that's what late talkers do now if a kiddo's getting kicked out of a daycare, that means that their communication behaviors are in some way prohibiting or hindering them or other children from learning. That could be one reason that they don't think that your child is appropriate for their program because they are, you know, if, if they're getting kicked out, they might be injuring other kids because there are lines that, that, that you don't cross. So if your child has aggressive behaviors, if your child, so let's talk about that. You know, you have to understand what is it that caused the late talker to be rejected, judged? What is that behavior? And as a language facilitator, we understand that all behavior is communication. And your late talker is using the behavior in question, the behavior that got him kicked out as a communication message. So the first thing is, um, you know, if, if it's happening over and over and over again, that's a real indication that you're choosing the wrong match for your child and you haven't prepared them 
for preschool because for the preschool that you're choosing because that's it the remember the preschool staff the teachers the caregivers they are expecting they've even screened your child to fit with their curriculum because remember they have to watch many kids and they if your kid requires a lot of extra help it's going to take them away and they'll screen you out for that. And if you convince them that your kiddo's fine, that they will go with the program. And in fact, you know that that's not their pro their situation at home. They are very needy at home. They are using communication with you constantly to get you to do things. And if they're not using communication with you to get nonverbal communication with you at home to get you to do things for them, then they must be very independent at their home. And so either one of those, they're going to be needy with their behavior with the staff or they're going to want to be independent and they're escaping or getting into stuff and because those are the behaviors that they use at home okay so it's very important to understand you know about diagnoses and things like that what it is that's causing those people who are judging or you know we're going to get to what they think about it but why does it happen is because there's not a match it's not a match your kiddo is expecting the caregivers at the daycare to be like the caregivers at home and they're not and and so that you have a choice in this situation about what you're going to do. And in fact, what I'm going to share with you is one of my language facilitation inspiration cards that come from my new kit that I've just finished. I've got the, the finishing touches are in the works coming right now for my language facilitation inspiration kit. It's a deck of cards with a manual that you're gonna be able to use to train, to increase your training. It's basically your pocket coach, right? You're gonna be able to do for yourself, you're gonna learn to through the this kit that I'm producing, how to solve these problems like the one we're talking about because the kit is full of 65 cards, full of problems and situations. So let me show you an example of how you might use my inspiration deck. And then I'm just going to give you the strategy here so you can figure out. So the card that I was inspired to share about this particular problem is this one, which always on this side of the card, the side with the image, the picture, the photo is a message from the late talker whatever they need whatever they require whatever they hope that you will do for them that will help this situation that i'm talking about right now where they're not successful at the school they are the teacher is not on the same page as them they are not on the same page as the teacher and it's not working out right and so it is your if you're going to take on the responsibility to help the improve this situation which is what i advise first of all we're going to find a situation that is good for your child. But then what you're going to do is you're going to help them to make a good impression when they go to that place. And the strategies on the back of this card are here. So what you're going to do, the action, the inspired action. So whenever you see your child failing and needing help, I need you to help me make a good impression with these teachers so they judge me appropriately. So they see who I am. So they see my ability 
abilities and don't judge my behaviors as something bad or wrong or broken or something like that because that's what they're doing because it's not fitting that it's not normal it's not within their boundaries so it must be broken or wrong or you got to do something to fix it right and so what you can do to fix it or help them is equip and empower them for success and what you what it says here is the top part is the reality of the situation from the late talkers perspective and so late talkers may need reminders of their responsibility to put their best foot forward they know there are rules at the daycare there are things they've got to do there th rules they've got to follow they got to listen to the teacher they've got to go to circle time they've got to sit, sit on their mat they've got to eat with the kids whatever they've got to do right and we have to remind them that they have responsibility when they go to the school to do what the teacher says it's not home it is another place they are different than mom and dad and the situation is different and you don't have the same freedoms or rules as you do in either place so you got to equip them and remind them because their success is dependent on them nobody's gonna you know they're waiting the teacher's waiting you're waiting everybody's waiting for this kiddo to rise up and be a a good participant and be a good daycare attendee or a good student right how are you going to empower them to do that you have to let them know so you have to consider their priorities as you dress and equip them for meeting the needs of the situation you say here is your raincoat because it's raining and this raincoat will keep you dry it's important you need your raincoat don't just pack it because you think in your head it's rainy and they need it and let somebody else try to explain it remember you're better at explaining these things their lunch how they're going to eat their lunch if you're sending food if they're eating food if it's going to be hot if it's going to be cold how that process is going to work equip and empower them send them with what they need show them how you're training the teachers or show the teachers how you're training your child because again this is a team effort if you want your child to be seen for who they are and equipped and empowered by the teacher that's why you send them to school to be successful in life that's why we teach kids everything right so again consider their priority so it's a win-win situation I got the, your favorite stuff so that I know that you'll be hungry when the kids are sitting at the table together to eat so you can eat your food and you can have your whatever you'll see the other kids equip them and then review the strategies that will help them navigate their frustrations right if they don't like the food that the other kids are doing the other kids are too loud the other kids are too pushy the other kids are taking their stuff or they don't have their food or their blankie or their something they're to keep them calm or to, the their freedom to run around and do things that they want they need to have what they have and then you remind them about how they use the things they do have the resources and abilities that they already have available to them you remind them when you are doing this equipping and empowering as you comb their hair as you put their backpack on as you tie their shoes as you brush your teeth you talk about why you do everything to equip and empower your late talker for life now if it happens whoops let me just turn, take this off of here well if it happens that the the late talker in your life is um you know being wrongly judged right that they are um you know 
that there is that situation. Here we go. Um, yeah. All right. Hang on a second. I see. I see one. Sorry, just went looking at your question because we're going to get to that right as soon as we're done because it's good good dovetail for this. So what we're talking about here again, for those of you who are just joining me, is what about kids who are misjudged by their teachers in schools? And that's first of all, it happens because there's a disconnect in the rules and regs. Your child doesn't understand what's expected of them. You need to help equip and empower them, and let the teacher know how you are equipping and empowering them at home now. And that's the that's the solution sort of before you dig in the problem, because the, the situation, the reason that parents are posting this question, as I had it before, let me just put it up here again. They're posting their concerns on social media because their kids are kicked out of these places and they are reacting. These moms of late talkers, these language facilitators are are. Um, they're reacting to the fact that they obviously they are not able to see the late talker the same way you are able to see them because you have learned to see things from their perspective you've learned to not control them you've learned to communicate and connect with the late talker and so there are things that you have learned in your at-home strategies since you've been watching me. One little thing that you have learned that has helped your child pay attention better, help them come when you need them to find you, help them join you when they're not in a good mood. You know what it takes for your particular late talking child, the one that you work with, the one that you know best, you know what it takes to help them at home. And if you don't, that's what you should be problem solving every single day. Because when you see these behaviors that you, if you're reacting, oh no, he's doing it again, he's flapping, he's avoiding, he's screaming, he's running away, he's, you know, they're either doing something you don't want them to do, and this is where the teacher's coming from, the daycare provider, they're doing something that they don't want them to do or they aren't doing something that they want them to they expect them there's expectations here that the child is not meeting and so these people who give it back to you and say your kids broken in some way because they're not like the other kids is basically what they're saying you know if we just dumb it down to they can give you all kind of lingo about milestones and blah 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 but what they're trying to tell you <laughs> is that your kiddo is less than these other ones and he's not keeping up and she he this teacher can't is not willing to accept the responsibility to help your child be successful so they're going to send you to someone else because they are not accepting it they are they, they're not in the business of equipping and empowering kids to be in their class they are second level teachers it's like you can't sign up for the 200 300 level class at the university until you take the 100 level class why because you are not equipped and empowered and prepared and confident to get the new material okay and so teachers will expect that those situations of those kids and they if you 
you know, and they will also tell you that they, your child needs them. So it's up to you to get your kid fixed so that they can join their version of teaching. When in fact, there could be another teacher. In fact, there is another teacher, I promise you, on the planet in another classroom at another school, at another daycare center that will listen to you, that will engage with your child, that will look to their behaviors as signs of their abilities and also signs of where they need help, right? Instead of instead of saying, your kid needs help, go find someone to help them, they intuitively see he, how they can facilitate the missing thing. And that's what you have to find out and you have to help facilitate. So if you are insistent on your child going to that school, the only thing that I think would qualify you to do that is a the child loves it they love the place they love the teachers you love the place you love the teachers it's free they're literally giving it to you and everyone around you loves your kiddo and they're willing to change and help you that's the only reason that you should stay in a school that is judging your child right it's the only reason you should stay there because if they're sending you out they're sending you out if they're sending you out to learn what's going on, they're sending you out because they don't feel capable of handling your kid. They're too busy on their own path with the other ones that they have. And yours is one too many, one wrong whatever, one wrong behavior, one lack of whatever. They don't have it in them. And they're telling you and believe them. Believe them when they tell you don't try to make them change. They're not going to. They're telling you, you don't fit. Listen to them. Now, don't listen to them and go get your kid evaluated. Listen to them that they can't help you. Okay. And then you have to find someone else or equip and empower yourself. And that's why things like working with a coach, getting, you know, my reading my book, <clears throat> looking at my language facilitation kit when it comes out. It's going to be ready for the holidays, I promise. I'm going to do whatever I can to get it out before then. You know, you have to figure out what it takes to help your late talker and then equip and empower those people who you trust to spend time with them to do the same or you have to make up for lost time if they can't. So if they love the place, you know, you have to work. So you have to leave your child with grandma and that's okay. Grandma's quiet. She speaks another language. You know, you have to equip her how to talk even in that other language with the late talker, how to involve them in their activities and not just baby them and take care of them. You have to equip and empower grandma to feel good about engaging with the child. And then you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about what they do. Don't worry about how they connect. Don't worry about what grandma teaches them because as long as she's teaching them, you're good. You're good. You can feel good because that's the whole point of you sending your child to a daycare or a school or a preschool. You expect that person is teaching them things that will help them in their life. And trust, if you were going to let someone like your mom or mother-in-law or daycare provider or whoever babysit for you, make sure it's someone who's going to teach them something, how to take care of themselves, because it literally they're taking care of the baby. Let them help the baby take care of themselves. 
the baby who's two, the baby who's four, the baby who's 14 even, right? Daycare, child care is only, you know, changing diapers and feeding for the first couple months. Other than that, it's about teaching a child because you're they're replacing the parental role of all day care, developmental facilitation, right? Every day care should include facilitation. If they're not, if they're not teaching your child and you're not your child's not eager to learn from that environment happy to be there with those people connected then it's time to find a new environment because you will be able to find one like that i promise you you will it might not be a professional with a lot of letters behind their name though it might be the church preschool up the block that might even be a different religion than you believe in. It could be a neighborhood mommy. It could be, who knows? Who You'll find them. You'll find them if you're looking for it. But I promise you won't find them if you keep trying to fight with the people who don't want to help your kiddos, okay? They just don't want to. They're not equipped. They're not empowered. It's too much for them, and they will give it up. So when they do, listen to them say thank you for your effort we're gonna find somebody else and i promise you they'll be just as happy as you will they will nobody wants to struggle and your that situation that you created is a struggle times three for this mom that was in this comment all right let's look at the comments that we got in we got here one here from uh, facebook that says her son Keelan, i think i think kian kian is five what a cool name um we sent him to school he knows alphabet shapes colors animals fruits and numbers so he knew all that before you sent him to school and he learned it somehow the first thing i'm gonna have you think about as i read forward is how did he learn all that stuff before he went to school or did he learn it at school it's hard to speak with commands and we're told to undergo an IQ test since he was knowledgeable but can't focus for a long time. So once again, here is something that the teacher at the school is struggling with. They know he's smart because he has passed some tests. He's passed the whatever. But now they want to evolve him forward. And again, that's why I'm coming back to you to think about how did your child learn all these shapes, colors, numbers? Was it a memorization task, which is what I call teach, test, reward? <clears throat> did they watch it on video? So all they had was teach and teach and teach memorize memorize do what i like it, it maybe they were put to music maybe you made it fun however they learned it they memorized those things but they don't know how to use them and the tasks the that your child used this late this particular late talker used to memorize those things is their primary way of learning it's what's been programmed in their head now it is different than whatever this school is doing, okay? That's why the school is failing. Because remember, it's just a different situation. At home, your kiddo learns to memorize the labels for these things. Maybe you've done a lot of puzzles. Maybe you've done a lot of prompting. Maybe you've done a lot of what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this. And your kiddo's great <clears throat> every single time you do that. Well. Unfortunately, when you train vocabulary via memorization, what's this, what's this, what's this, or is this a whatever, or find the whatever on a array, point to the, show me the, 
blah, 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 say whatever, you know, do this, say this, then you're only training, do this, say this. It's a very binary kind of thing. And so what's happening is as soon as someone adds an additional request on top of it, now you've got to sit here and listen to me and then imitate something out. That's three-step things, and that's not how that child's used to it. They're used to without pressure, having blanket exposure, what we call auditory bombardment of that. And, and they're used to waiting and listening and processing. And no one was testing them then. And then what they did was that was teaching to the test. And then when you give them the test, you gave them nice rewards. Woohoo! Good job, whatever. Well, whatever they're doing at school is more advanced than that. They want actual language learning. So at home, you're going to have to dial things back because I promise you, your child may know how to identify alphabets, colors, shapes, numbers, animals, fruits, numbers, blah, 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 and label them. But he doesn't know how to use any of that vocabulary, any of it. So you're at the stage where it's very, very important for you at home every single day to start telling stories. Every single time one of these alphabet subjects comes up, shapes, fruits, colors, numbers, whatever, comes up, instead of saying it's a blue, it's a blue circle, right? It's five blue circles, right? We need to tell stories about why we even care that there are five blue circles in front of us. Why? The why and the because. This is what your child needs in your language models right now to help him advance from all this memorized labels into language he can use. And then what you do, how you do it, there's many strategies all through my um all through my um videos. Look for the strategies videos and how you work with experiences. You don't create experiences with language facilitation. You don't make somebody sit in a chair and do something unless you're teaching a brand new skill like math or writing your name or something like that. And you're the one who has to be the teacher in that moment. And then you're not a language facilitator in that moment. You're a handwriting teacher in that moment. But when you are a language facilitator, which is what this mom needs, this Facebook user needs right here, you need need to be showing your child how to use those things because I promise you if he's not listening to you tell stories he's learning on his own he's thinking about this is a thing and that is a thing and this is a this and that is a that and it's binary it is that or it's not that I like it or I don't like it. And that is very, very limiting because that's not how the world is. The world is full of colors and scales of everything. So you gotta talk about the whys and the because, and you gotta talk about your problems because I promise you right now, this five-year-old late talker is having a problem. His teacher is doing stuff that he doesn't like and he can't tell her that he doesn't like it. So he's trying to get up and run away. And she is not understanding that she's not connecting with him she's expecting some behavior from him that he's not doing and that's why she says your kid's dumb 
go, undergo an IQ test. That's what she was told to do. Your kid's not smart. He can't even understand when I talk to him. And the fact of the matter is your child can understand words, but he doesn't not comprehend spoken language because he's only memorized words for the purpose of passing tests. It's just like when you learn to do push-ups so that someone, when the gym teacher says do 50 push-ups, you're able to pass the test. It's a behavior. It's a behavior. When you point to something that someone says, point to, point to the sky, point to the you knows, point to whatever. It's just a behavior. Uh, you pass the test. It's not teaching you anything. Touch your nose. All right, now I know where my nose is. Why is this important? Especially if it's a repetitive activity. Why is it important for me to do it again and again and again and again? I get two times. Look, this is where your nose in. Get it? Touch your nose. We both got our nose. You got your nose. Everybody knows this is the nose. Nose understood. Great. Now, the next time you could go back and review. Okay, everybody know where their nose is, right? You don't have to say it again five times. This is my nose. Touch your nose. You don't have to. It's easy. It's an easy concept. Everybody know it. You see it. It's right there on the front of your face. You can look in a mirror. You can look at mine. This is how it's true for everything. And a lot of these concepts are making a lot more complicated than what's going on, that what you need to be doing, okay? And this teacher is trying to get your kiddo to pass the more advanced like the 200 level test but he's not prepared for that level because the number one level is not that he's been trained in the memorization skills, not a scaffolding skill. That's not what kids learn to use. I mean, they need to understand, memorize vocabulary, but it's, it's ridiculous to memorize a list of words. Think about if you've ever taken foreign language training at school, if you've ever taken foreign language training at school, you know what I'm talking about. The level one, all you do is memorize lists of things. These are the colors. These are the numbers. This is how you count to 10. These are the days of the week, right? And then after that, a whole year, a semester, or whatever, months and months and months of that kind of memorization. Can you have a conversation in that language? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, you barely even know how to access those words that you memorize. You learn them for the test, but then you forget them because you don't need them every day. You're not, they're not things that you use every day. What you learn every day is when you're practicing, talking, using that stuff. We're talking about our cup. We're talking about our bed. We're talking about our dog and all the things about that dog. And the word dog then takes on a lot more meaning, you know? Dogs are not just that one cartoon version. They're all different shapes and sizes. And some of them are nice and some of them are not nice. And some of them are big and some of them are small. This is what you need. Why? Why is it important even to learn about dogs? Why? Because it's, a, it's part of life. It's part of life. And that's what language facilitation does. It equips you to help your kiddos be part of life because they they have wisdom. They're sharing it with the world. They're doing it all over. All right, I'm not seeing any more questions for today. This is your last warning to post your question. Whoops, let me get my question graphic up here. Over here on this section. So if you have a question, just like I was talking about here with the last person who posted 
um, put in one post a little information about your late talker, what you've been struggling with, what you could use some guidance on, and I can guide you that way. And while I'm waiting for that, like I said, I just want to thank you for joining me. I'm so glad you're all here. How are you riding out these energies that we've got going on? Mercury retrograde is no joke. It's in Libra. We've got squares with Pluto. There's eruption going on. There's change going on. The systems are breaking down. They're breaking down. If you're trying to hold on to old stuff, old therapists, old things. You might even be in that wishy-washy time where you're like, I just had a comment from one of the moms that I work with. We went back and forth for a couple different weeks. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if I'm, I don't know. She's not connecting with the therapist anymore. They're, they're doing these things that are making her upset and she just doesn't want to go. And this is a 14 year old late talker. And I said, you don't need to, you don't need to. They're working on breath support at this point. This was a child who's not, who was nonverbal and only using a device to communicate a couple years ago. And now she is verbal and working on breath support. She can say every sound. She had this, this, what I call this, you know, um, her oral motor issues were just from lack of use because for years and years and years, all of her speech therapy was training on devices. And she, the kid wants to talk. She wants to sing. She wants to make TikTok videos and <laughs> yell with her friends, right? She's a teenager. She wants to have access to her speech and her voice. And her mother, together with her language facilitator, speech pathologist, because she trained every one of them to change from this device business to equipping and empowering her through functional activities. They did art projects. They did beauty care. They did teenage girl business, shopping things. They talked about their, they love field trips to go to theme parks and, and things like that. And they use this mom used, she's a single mom working full-time, crazy busy job for a big, big company. And she finds time on her commute every day to facilitate language every single day. And she's been just part of their routine. They do facilitate and whatever the topic is of the day, they facilitate it in the car. They've been doing it now for a couple of years. And this little girl is verbal. She's not so little. She's a young lady now. She's verbal, right? Because her mom gave it up and she's been in the speech therapy and even now at this level of speech therapy this little girl's like i don't need it anymore i'm gonna do it myself and so they're singing together they're working like on voice stuff and and movement and helping her whole body because remember when you sit and you're like this and you're communicating it's all small and now they're working on big whole body movement and dancing and it's fun and it's fun and it's opening up this girl's energy and bringing it out into the world. So sending all of you guys the same kind of energy that they're putting out into the world. This girl is showing everyone in school, everywhere, how successful she could be. And years ago, they wrote her off as she's going to be this whining, grunting girl who makes noises and uses devices. And that's not her. That's not her. She's quiet. She hasn't got good breath support. That's what she's working on now because too much bent over and restriction. Now she's going to sing and practice that kind of stuff. And that's how it's going to work out well. All right. Here's a couple of comments coming in. 
Lucy says, great topic today. So glad to have you joining me, Lucy. So glad to see you. And here's Lila's got a question. Um, Thank you, Marcy, for your insights are so helpful. Mercury Retrograde has really done a number on what we thought we needed. I love that you are aware of this. My late talker is beautifully vocal in water, and that's exactly the right temperature. Oh, so interesting. Not just water, but just exactly the right temperature. It's so interesting. That's so cool. So I thought we would get him a therapeutic pool. The plan fell through, so we're back to the drawing board, but COVID has messed that up, but we we know our next plan will be even better. And, you know, that's how it works. Don't worry. I mean, you know, therapeutic pool is great, but, you know, even the fact of creating a tub of water that is just the right temperature and empowering, equipping, empowering your lay talker to do that. Get your play bowl bucket, you know, use a mini one that you got. Yeah, I know it's a hassle to set it all up and whatever in a therapy pool would just constantly be at the right temperature. Wouldn't that be brilliant? But actually the fact of filling it, emptying it, keeping it clean, blah, 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 could be what the universe is guiding you to use as a pre-teaching. So when you get this pool, you're not lazy and you just like, oh, let's go have pool time. And that calms him, right? You want to use the struggles. That's what we do with language facilitation. We use the struggles to figure out what you do, what you need to do. All right, here, Dursey, this is a great question too. I think my five-year-old girl is too anxious for speech. She's not confident. Any tips to motivate her? Yes. Oh, you're going to really love the language facilitation inspiration kit that I'm coming up with because there are tons and tons of pictures in there that are relating. Remember that first thing, I'm going to pull one up here just so I can show you. I've got a couple that I downloaded. Here's the one that I talked about yesterday, right? So when you look at this image on these cards and you see like the late talker and you see the language facilitator, the mom, this could be a daycare provider. It could be a nurse. It could be a grandma even, who knows? A big sister even, it could be anybody, right? But they are connected. They are on the same level, at eye contact, at eye level, they are, um, they're showing this, you know, this person is showing this late talker how much they care. They, they're down on the ground with them. They're doing whatever they need and they're letting them know what they need. And, and the solution to this, the back to this card, it's also a yellow, a solar plexus. So these cards are colored, by the way, to, especially to align with your solar plexus. Yellow is your solar plexus, but your chakras, right? So all of today's, if you're feeling this thing, you could physically feel the energy blockage in the area right behind your belly button. I'm like holding it right now, you know, because that's a lot of times when there's blockages that could inspire you when you feel like, ooh, how do I get rid of this feeling like I know there's something I can do. I know there's something I, some way I can fix this. You've find a card and flip it over and look for the thing because again share your strategy dursey share your strategy if you think that your late talker is um too anxious for speech 
equip her with language facilitation and say, you know, I know, I know it's hard, right? Because that's the whole problem. They think it's so hard that it's out of reach, that they're going to be judged, that, oops, that their friends are going to be, and me put all this stuff away, that their friends are, their teachers are, and you know what the thing is, here's the other thing. Your kiddo, your late talker understands far more than any of these people give them credit for. And they are completely aware when they see these teachers pulling you aside to say, mom, we're worried about Joey or, you know, hey, I, we need to talk when we, we bring him up today. You, you know, that kind of thing. You you leave. Think about when you drop him off and the director says, after you pick him up today, I know you're in a hurry to get to work, but when you drop him off, we're going to have a chat later. Think about your energy at work. Ugh. You're worried. You're like, they're going to kick him out. They're going to, they're judging him. They're whatever. You're all worried about that stuff. And you're not even able to work, right? This is what late talkers feel when they feel like they're going to be judged. They can't even do what they're supposed to be doing because they're worried later someone's going to judge them or I, I'm never going to be good at this or I'm never so confident. You, your late talker, Darcy, needs a lot of cheerleading and reminders about that she is capable, that she can do it because if she's hearing from anybody, hopefully not you, but if she's hearing from other people that she's not smart or she's not good or she can't do it or she sees other kids getting, you know, that's sometimes what teachers will do to try to prompt kids is they'll be like, look at Joey over here. Joey's doing great. And and we want all the kids to be like Joey. And your daughter's like, I'm, I can't be like Joey. I don't have his language ability. I don't have his confidence. I don't have his strength. I don't have his brain. I don't have his blah, 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 blah. He's got way more than me. I'm jealous of him even. I'm envious. I can't do it. That's all low vibe stuff for your little girl. If she's feeling anxious, she's not going to be able to learn. So that's the number one thing. Put aside everything like Lila did. She's like, look, forget about academics. We're going to manifest a therapy pool because that's going to help us connect and vibe. And then we'll teach everything in the pool if we got to, right? You work out. That's what this new energy that this Mercury retrograde is allowing us, everybody. The opportunity to look for trial and error, trial and error. Ooh, this is really going to be good. I, you know, I'm manifesting a cruise for my family because I want to connect with them and they're living all in different places and they're busy. And if I get them on a boat together, I know they're going to be together with me and I can pick their brains and manifest their futures because I got them to where they are and I don't want to lose track of them. So that's what I'm manifesting. I don't know. Somehow, maybe I'll make the money from my language facilitation kit to take my kids on a Christmas cruise. Either way, I know I'm going to be with them, even if I'm here and I lock them in the house and I keep them with me for a while because that's what I want. I want the energy. I want the time with them. I want to learn what's going on in their life. I want to distract them from their busy world with something super fun that isn't going to keep them on their phones or worrying about the reports they got to write or the boss they got to do or whatever. I want them to focus their energy on me. So I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to make it happy. I'm going to make it safe and I'm going to make it fun. So even though my kids are in their 20s and one of them's married, the other one's engaged, I got new puppy, grand puppies, all that stuff I'm facilitating now, you never quit. You never quit becoming a language facilitator because all behavior is communication. And even after people are talking, like 
teachers. They're really good at talking. The behavior that they use with you, it has messages behind it. And as a language facilitator, you get really good. In fact, that's what this kit that I'm putting out is training you to do, is getting you really good at reading everybody. You can read everybody. People think you're psychic because you're so intuitive. And what you're doing is you're just connecting with them energetically. You're present, you're aware of the surroundings, and you see things from their perspective that's why people are so impressed by psychics but most of them are just really good intuitive people that's why they call them intuitive psychics everybody has intuitive ability language facilitators learn to use it with everybody you use it with your spouse you use it with your boss everybody and that's what's so fun about it i love it and that's kind of why i'm so excited about really embracing the intuitive end of language facilitation and coaching you all to embrace this because it will help you not just with your kids it will help you in every aspect of your life because language facilitation helps everyone share their wisdom with the world and when you are a language facilitator you understand first and foremost that you have everything to learn you want to share your knowledge as your primary effort with your child and you want to learn what they know you want to see it you want to get it out of them you want to see them rise to the occasion so that they share it with you because that is the best feeling ever that's the best feeling ever and that's why i want to facilitate it over and over again and even if they move away and they grow up and move away you're going to want to get them back in your life because it's the best feeling ever when you connect with your kids and they share their ideas and their feelings and their opinions and you debate them and you talk about why and why not and and this is how we grow and this is how we learn and that's what language facilitation it helps us for so all right no more questions for today this is already 45 minutes in thank you so much for joining me today listen if you want to give back like and subscribe watch more videos yesterday's video the 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 energy video had three videos recommended good ones to change strategy strategies this week comment below with your testimonial you know like lila is figuring it out so proud of you lila giving you a chime even Woo! forgetting your language facilitation empowerment realizing how powerful you are to make real changes with your kids so glad about that and then share a video if you watch one of the videos this one or another one share it with your friends share it on your social media share it with your mom share with somebody because again it's all about getting everybody involved Involved on your journey with you to help your child you can always super chat if you're on on YouTube um, watching videos you know I run ads on videos that helps me watching videos helps me it's not much money but it's a little something you can always buy my book I have all of my coaching program and everything let me just play my little video to show you of course that parents are the best language facilitators always the best and you can tune in every Thursday I'll be back next week at 11 o'clock for more live Q&A and until then all the resources you need to to help your child start talking faster than speech therapy are available at wavesofcommunication.com. So that's everything for today. Have a great week, everybody. It's going to be great. Monday, we've got Mercury going direct and Jupiter going direct. And we just had Saturn going direct. And the forward movement is going to feel a lot better. Now, there's still a lot of trial and error to come over the next couple of months. But you should start to feel good about your new strategies. And I promise you, if they aren't right, 
they're going to break down. If they're not already breaking down, you're going to see it for sure by the end of the year, by the end of January, for sure. Because in February, we've got a big restart planetary-wise. New systems really coming into play, coming up in the spring. So this winter, you have a choice. You can choose to pull out the inspired strategies to get things going that you really you know will help you move forward or you can keep holding on to that anchor that's dragging you down that you don't know why we're doing it or you're not really sure there's excuses or frustrations or i can't help you i'm sending you elsewhere it's time to leave those things behind empower yourself with the resources on my channel and start to move forward and i'll see you next week Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I hope this content has inspired you to create your own positive language facilitation action plan for this week. There are tons of resources across our Waves of Communication platform, free videos on our YouTube channel, a daily blog on Facebook with opportunities for live Q&A, my book, If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun, available on Amazon, and my coaching programs, including a free 90-minute introductory class. Learn about everything we do for language facilitators on our website, wavesofcommunication.com.